0: Love Talk Radio.
1: Dr. Ron here with Dr. Ron unfiltered, uncensored, with special guest today, Phil Safer, with a very interesting up to to the minute uh, program regarding colloidal silver and some other topics. I want to thank everyone for listening to Dr. Ron unfiltered, uncensored here on blog talk radio, making us the number one listen to health radio show in Southwest Florida. Thank you, everyone, and I say that with an attitude of gratitude. Ladies and gentlemen, as I said today, we will have Phil Safer as our guest uh, approximately a quarter after the hour Uh, on February 7th. That'll be this Tuesday after Super Bowl Sunday. Love to have you listen to Sarah Russell, Dr. Sarah Russell. She's going to be coming to us from Tuscany, Italy. She is an expert in mercury, and we're going to be talking about mercury toxicity, what are some common sources of mercury exposure, what are some effects of mercury on nutrients in your body, what are some, what are some common health conditions where mercury often plays a role. And fun, and we'll end the discussion probably with a question about how do you apply your knowledge about mercury to nutritional therapy practice. That's Sarah Russell, February seventh, four p.m. If you know anyone that has amalgams, nutritional deficiencies, imbalances in their health, are having some chronic health conditions where mainstream doctors are just uh, saying it's all in their head or they're depressed, they have chronic infections and. Uh, And maybe have a lot of amalgam fillings. Uh, You might want to mark that on your calendars. February 7th, 4 p.m., Dr. Sarah Russell. Well, ladies and gentlemen, let's keep the uh, lawyers happy, and we will You are encouraged to confirm any information obtained from this program with other sources and review all information regarding any medical condition or treatment with your physician. With that being said, ladies and gentlemen, today we'll have uh, Dr. Jerry and I uh, interviewing uh, Phil Safer and uh, really looking forward to uh, his appearance here today. Just uh, a few opening remarks. Uh, and dear friends, uh, you're really getting conned. I'm, af- I'm afraid the mainstream medic medicine people are trying to take every penny you have, and uh, if you don't watch out, they're going to get it too. If you follow their guidelines and treatments, you'll go broke faster than a weekend trip to Vegas. St- I've seen some staggering new numbers that show Americans are shelling out more money than ever before for common conditions. How about diabetes, ladies and gentlemen? You know how much that's costing us? $101.4 billion a year. How about heart disease? That's only setting us back $88.1 billion. And how about the number three on the list? This will probably bowl you over, getting ready for Super Bowl. We now spend $87.6 billion a year on back and neck pain. Yes, we spend almost as much cash on back and neck pain as we do on heart disease. Sure, most of the money is coming out of your insurance or Medicare, but these are coming out of your premium, So you know what? You're paying for it one way or another. And the biggest chunk of those numbers is for medication. Nearly 60% of diabetes spending is on drugs, and these costs are rising at 5.6% per year. As we keep getting these new pricey medications getting getting approved by the FDA, seems like if you live long enough, the big pharmaceutical companies will have all your dough. So please, it's time to uh, take yourself out of this cycle before you find yourself just as sick, just as weak, and just in, in as much pain as before, but with an empty wallet for all your troubles. I'm going to recommend three things today. Always question your doctor if he wants to put you on a new pricey drug, especially if you have already tried something that works, and especially if that something is a tried-and-true natural remedy. Number two, don't forget the basics. Back pain might be an $87.6 billion industry, but you can often ease everyday back and neck pain for free with a hot pack and a heat wrap. Too simple, right? Yet money folks don't even give it a shot. And please never accept a lifetime prescription for anything unless you have a condition that needs constant medical attention. And then even there, you should check for options. If you're on any medications long-term, routinely ask your doctor, why are you still taking Why am I still taking it? And what happens if I quit? And then there's something maybe once or twice a year you could do a brown bag checkup. What's a brown bag checkup? You do that with your pharmacist who specializes in going over your medications, looking for drugs which may be duplicates, drugs that don't play nice with each other, or temporary drugs that somehow became permanent even though you don't actually need them anymore. It'll probably cost you about 20 bucks, but it's probably worth every penny, and it might even save you cash if it turns out you can ditch some of those drugs, then you can put that money in the bank. Next week, I'm going to be broadcasting from Puerto Rico, and we're going to talk about the CDC and its edifice of fraud. We're going to talk about the FDA and the fraud that's going on there. We're going to talk about some of the scientists uh, that are whistleblowers that now are now being attacked by the CDC. And uh, it should be a very interesting show. With that said, ladies and gentlemen, uh, every week we had Dr. Jerry Smith on, and Dr. Jerry Smith is now the author of a great book on alternative treatments for uh, pain, and I want to introduce Dr. Jerry Smith to the audience. Dr. Jerry. How are
2: you, sir? I had one quick thing. When you make an appointment with your doctor, make a double appointment, one for your complaints and one to ask questions. That's a good point. And don't go to a guy if he has dead plants in his office, right? You got it. <laughs> I learned fast. <laughs> Doctor
1: Jerry, uh, good afternoon, sir. And uh uh or, or in a in a few more minutes we'll have Phil on, but
0: I, I I think it's
1: really important. I started reading your book and, I, and you have a lot of great uh information in there. and I think uh, it's, you should tell our audience uh, how they what it's about and how they can get it and, and the particular Well basically,
2: it. yeah, you know, it's on our website and uh it's an ebook so you can quickly uh, download it once the payment goes through, um, and um, it's on PDF, so you can print it out if you want. But basically, it takes an integrated approach. You know, just don't look at the symptom. You know, look for underlying causes. And um, you know, unfortunately, a lot of practitioners don't have the vocabulary to interpret what you're telling them. Uh, and and that's the unfortunate thing, is because the doctors, unfortunately, have been dumbed down. But, you know, give you a quick example. We just had a woman in from Cleveland that was referred to us, um, and she's having jaw pain, you know, facial tightness, bite doesn't feel comfortable. I adjusted her cranium to realign the skull bones, and she couldn't believe the difference that her teeth actually fit. She had her own teeth, but they just weren't meshing properly. And it's because the, the cranium was out of alignment. And the poor thing, she's been to all these top specialists, neurologists, and, you know, dental specialists. And, all, and they, it's, it's hidden in plain view. But they don't have the, the knowledge to interpret what the complaints the patient's making.
1: Well, some of your videos on ICNR are incredible. And I would ask our viewers to take a look at your website. If you have an interest in that book, it's it's great. I started reading it. I'll have it read by the time I get back from my trip to Puerto Rico. Uh, Dr. Smith is uh, in the field, ladies and gentlemen, treating people, getting results. And the patients he's treating are are giving him great video testimony. So, uh, Dr. Jerry, is is ICNR?
2: Yes, ICNR.com. Okay, and look for his book.
1: Well, Ladies and gentlemen, today Dr. Smith and I will be talking with Phil uh, Safer, uh, the president of Alexa, E-L-I-X-A, about colloidal silver. And before we bring uh, Phil on, I just want you to know that the safety of colloidal silver and other nutritional supplements has once again been confirmed by America's largest database for documenting incidences of harm caused by common substances. That database is known as the National Poison Data System, N-P-D-S. It's the official data warehouse for poison control centers in the nation, keeping track of over 427,000 products, ranging from household products such as laundry detergents, cleaning products on bug poison to over-the-counter medications, and painkiller drugs and, yes, even nutritional supplements. At the end of each year, the NPDS publishes its findings from the previous year in their annual report known as the Annual Report of the American Association of Poison Control Centers National Poison Data System. Peter Piper had a pick. This, in turn, is published every January in a the, in the journal called Clinical Toxicity. So the report for the end of 2016 covers data from 2015. Next year's report will, of course, cover data from 2016. So what does the latest report show? Well, let's take a little bit of a look before we get our guest on. The evidence is speaking for itself, ladies and gentlemen. In this year's report, remember, for 2015, the nation's 55 main regional poison control centers Logged in, 2,792,130 reported cases of human exposure to various substances, including over 2 million human exposures and 55,000 animal exposures. The top five substance classes most frequently involved in all reported human exposures were analgesic painkillers, household cleaning substances, cosmetics, personal care products, sedatives, hypnotics, antipsychotics, and lastly, antidepressant drugs. This year, ladies and gentlemen, like every single year, there were zero, Z-E-R-O, deaths reported from colloidal silver. This in spite of the fact that there are an estimated 10 million active colloidal silver users throughout North America, taking hundreds of millions of doses of colloidal silver every year. Well, Dr. Saul, who is the editor of, of Ortho Molecular Medicine News uh, Service writes, there were no deaths whatsoever from vitamins in the year 2015. There were zero deaths from multiple vitamins, no deaths whatsoever from vitamin A, niacin, pyridoxine, which is B6 or any other B vitamin. There were no deaths from vitamin C, D, E, or from any vitamin at all. No, not only were there... No deaths from vitamins. There were zero deaths from any supplement. There were zero deaths from dietary mineral supplements. This means there were no fatalities from calcium, magnesium, chromium, zinc, colloid silver, selenium iron, and multiple mineral supplements. And I can go on and on and on. You can look up that report. It even goes into homeopathics. And, and as I said last week, contrast that with the 12,000 deaths from unnecessary surgeries every year, the 7,000 deaths from medication errors in hospitals, the 20,000 deaths from other errors in hospitals, the 80,000 deaths from infections inquired in hospitals, and the 106,000 deaths from FDA-approved, correctly-prescribed medications. Okay, so we talk about... uh, Is is it safe or not? Okay, well, ladies and gentlemen, let's just take a quick break uh, for a commercial and then we'll come back with Phil Sapper.
2: This is Dr. Ron Repesey of
1: Rejuvenation's Cool Cryo Spa, your place to chill at 239-658-COOL. If you've not heard of whole body cryotherapy and suffer with back pain, joint pain, arthritis, fibromyalgia, or you're an athlete that wants quick recovery from sports injuries, then come chill with us at Rejuvenation's Cool Cryo Sauna. Cryo Spa treatments take only three minutes and are supervised by physicians. Sessions are one-on-one in a private environment. Each treatment can also burn 5 to 800 calories, as seen on Dr. Oz. Cool Cryo Spa is truly amazing technology. Let's hear what Dr. Kurt Biggs, a well-respected orthopedic surgeon in Naples, has to say
2: about Cool Cryotherapy. Hi, I'm Dr. Biggs at the Joint Replacement Institute. Since I started applying
1: the Cool Cryo Sauna, my patients are healing much quicker and athletes are seeing quick recovery. I recommend this procedure for my surgical patients and athletes. Call Dr. Repicy now to
0: schedule your Cool Cryo trial session. 239-658-COOL, 239-658-2665, located at 1575 Pine Ridge Road in the new Italian Beast Row Plaza. Rejuvenation's Cool Cryo Spa. Come chill with
1: us. That's Dr. Ron Jr., and I can tell you that a new uh, unit is, uh, even though this unit is only one year old, he he has a new unit coming in which is even colder and uh, works even more efficiently. So, ladies and gentlemen, as we said, this show is going to be uh, devoted to our our special guest who's been here before and... uh, (laughs) Is always quite interesting, and uh, I think uh, Dr. Jerry and I learned a lot last time with the uh, methylene bloom. We'll get to talk about that later in the show. But Phil Safer is the uh, president of Alexa uh, uh, Limited, uh, a company in Albuquerque, New Mexico. I'll let him. Uh, Tell you all his particulars, but they make a they make they make and sell various products. One of, the, uh, of their products is a colloidal silver maker, or the Sylvanic, which you'll talk about. But uh, always interesting to have him on the program. We always learn a lot. As I said uh, in my opening remarks, there are zero deaths from colloidal silver uh, every year that goes by, and. Uh, we get more we're, we're, we just have so much many people have such uh, poor information regarding colloidal silver. Uh they you know, they read on the internet from WebMD and Mayo and all the articles, uh, like the Brzezinski articles on uh, anti neoplastins are all uh, fake. That's really fake news. And with that I want to introduce our favorite one of our favorite guests on this program, Phil Safer.
0: Hi, Doctor
1: Good afternoon. We have Dr. Jerry here also, Phil. and uh, we're interested to hear uh, all about colloidal silver and we have some points we'd like to cover. Uh, is there anything about your uh, yourself, your company uh, that you'd like to start out with?
0: Well, just that um, I invite people to go to our website, which is elixa excuse me e l i x a dot And we have all kinds of products that are designed to help you help yourself. Uh, Our basic philosophy is that we want to to provide real, safe, uh, natural solutions at the lowest cost possible. And that's what we've tried to do in many areas, not just uh, with colloidal silver, which deals with infections and things like that, but we also deal with uh, stress we deal with attention, attention deficit issues, depression, things like that. We have devices that work for all those kinds of things. We have a pulsed electromagnetic field generator for pain, that's amazing. We have LED uh, light arrays for light therapy, and on and on. Anyway, go to uh, my site, elixir.com, and it's an education. Excellent.
1: Well, we have a lot of people interested about colloidal silver, even though you've talked about it on two other occasions. So um, let's start off maybe with ionic versus colloidal silver, and then what conditions does it help? and then we'll follow up with some questions
0: right and and the the question of whether uh, what what is colloidal silver and what's the difference between an ion and a particle? Um, are all very important topics, but um, and I 'm happy to go into them, but I, I, there, there has to be an understanding first of all that we really don't have enough research to actually give definitive answers to a number of these questions. Uh, I cite a, a fairly recent study um, at Rice University that shows that it 's only the silver ion that kills microorganisms and so you have to And an ion by definition is an atom that has lost in one electron so it has a positive charge now if and and they also showed at rice they actually did this in an uh in environment without oxygen so there was no oxidizing of the silver particles when you don't have oxidation of the silver particle that's not an ion just a particle of silver no matter how small there's no reaction silver itself doesn't kill it has to have this positive charge so the question is there's several questions now first of all obviously if you can put ions directly on a wound an infection it has it's all these beneficial effects. It will kill most of these microorganisms, and it will actually speed up the healing of tissue. So uh, the, the question then is, when you drink colloidal silver, how far do the ions go? And one can say that, well, as soon as you drink them and they go into the stomach and there's salt, or even into the blood where there's salt, it forms silver chloride, which, again, There's truth to that. However, uh, the question is, uh, is is silver chloride a bad thing? And the answer is no, it's not. Silver chloride itself has germicidal properties. So that's one portion of the argument there. The other uh, thing to know is that when you make colloidal silver, and in fact most of the so-called colloidal silver that you buy is mainly Ions. So the, we, we have estimated that our device produces a solution that's somewhere around 85% ions. So 15% of what you make would be the uncharged particles. Now, they're nanocols, so the sizes, you want them somewhere down in the, you know, one nanometer range, incredibly small, talking about billionths of an inch now. Very very small particles, Uh, and if you when you're drinking your homemade colloidal silver, you are getting particles. So then the question is, what happens to the particles? They have to in order to become effective, they have to ionize. So the question is, how do they ionize? What ionizes particles? So that's that's another question entirely. And again. We don't have enough research, but here's the bottom line for me. We know that colloidal silver, properly made colloidal silver that you can make with most generators, works. We know that it works. There's no question about it. Uh, And it's easy enough to verify this for oneself, and there's too many testimonials to show that it does work. Whether there's something better that will come down the pike, one doesn't know. But it's also possible to take ionic silver that you make, it's mainly ionic silver, and you can add various agents that will turn it into particulate silver, colloidal, pure colloidal silver. But, again, I'm not so sure that that's a great idea. At any rate, that's, that's, that's my first part of the answer at any rate.
1: Okay, so uh when when uh, your your unit, the Sylvanic uh, Pro uh, makes you we're making eighty eighty
0: five percent Ionic. Yeah, And mainly on um...
1: and that uh, you know and and is the total dissolved meter that comes with that, and uh, and could you just talk about that first and maybe the laser beam that you shine through it, and then we'll go on and talk about conditions that uh, colloidal silver helps?
0: Sure. the uh, uh, A continuity meter, a, T, a total dissolved solid or TDS meter, is essentially a continuity meter. If you like an ohm meter, it's showing continuity. And distilled water, really properly distilled water, should show zero conductivity. So the meter should read zero. And when you start out making colloidal silver, ideally you want zero parts per million water. Now, as you start to add ions to that water, as you add silver ions, you increase the conductivity and it starts to register on the meter. Our device is set to automatically shut off at 12 parts per million. You can make it stronger. There's an override button that you can press. But if you don't do anything and just start it up, uh, leave it alone, and when it's done, the light shut off, and you should have somewhere around 12 parts per million, which we feel is sort of in the ideal range. Anywhere around 10 parts per million is good for drinking. Uh, so if if you um, use that, the meter, what you're actually reading are ions. So the, the 10 part per million uh, indicates the level of ions in the water. And how that translates into the amount of particulate, of particles, is another question, but... At any rate, you can say that, again, a fraction of that water has particles. And if you shine a laser beam into the water, into distilled water, you will see no beam in the water. Uh, You can't see the laser, the light in the water. But as you start to add particles to the water, now, now we're talking about particles and not ions. As you add particles to the water, you'll begin to see the beam in the water, through the water. It would be a column. If you're using a red laser, it would be a red column in the water. And as you put more particles in, that column will get stronger uh, thicker and thicker and denser and denser. So it shows – the laser beam shows particles. But, again, how you actually use that information is difficult to say because you'd have to – You could make some extrapolations, but it's not worth it. (laughs) Mainly, the bottom line is, if you make colloidal silver properly, again, as you can do with our device, and then there are other devices that make good colloidal silver also, it's not a difficult process to make, but when you make colloidal silver, the trick is to use enough of it. And here's one test for nano-sized particles. If you make a 10-part per million solution it should first of all be clear no color color is an indication of particle size the larger the particles more particles the more it will turn yellow and if you keep going it'll eventually turn black but when you take uh, colloidal silver made with our device at around 10 parts per million even up to as much as 20 I've seen you can let it stay in the light in a clear bottle or a clear jar, and it will stay clear. Now that's the acid test for nanoparticle size. If you really truly have mainly nanoparticles, the silver will not react to light. So that's, Excellent. you know, you can talk about lab lab tests and all this stuff, but the bottom line is, is it measured 10 parts per million on a continuity meter And, by the way, there's a difference between the the reading on a continuity meter, which is what we supply. In in a continuity meter, 10 microsiemens, which is what it measures, is equivalent to 10 parts per million. On a TDS meter, 10 parts per million is actually equivalent to 20 parts per million of silver because TDS meter is calibrated for salt. Wow. That's such a good
1: point. And I and I can tell you that the uh, I've had your unit for over a year and it stays clear as could be and uh never had a problem with it. Well, I I'm, I'm going to ask you a question because this is the one I get uh, here at the club all the time. What conditions does does can you use colloidal silver? For what conditions does it really help? And does it work? Yeah.
0: Well, yes it works. <laughs> Works. Um, it, it First of all, colloidal silver primarily is germicidal. It's antimicrobial, meaning that when these ions come into contact with bacteria, with viruses, and with fungus, it kills them. How it exactly kills them is sort of up for discussion, but essentially, they can so, so any kind of an infection, and this would include MRSA, you know, resistant staph, uh, it will kill on contact and, and most other bacteria and fungus and viruses. So anytime you have any condition on the skin, uh, toes, toenails, athlete's foot, on the head, uh, dandruff in the ears and the eyes, even in the sinuses, Those are all essentially topical applications. Even getting your sinuses or breathing the colloidal silver in with a nebulizer, getting into your lungs, those are all topical applications. You don't have to drink it to get the effect there. But when you do take it orally, it's a good idea to hold it in the mouth so it gets absorbed through the tissues. And there it, it gets into the system more directly, works in that way. So you, uh,
1: yes? Then I was saying, so you bypass that gastric acid. Past, uh, yes. Uh, yeah,
2: yeah, Phil, I just had a quick question. It would seem to be very beneficial to put it into the water reservoir when you use a water irrigating device, you know, before bedtime, you know, flushing out the debris.
0: Yeah, no question. Yeah, yeah. Silver can be used as a disinfectant on yeah. countertops, on all kinds. Of, but and silver is actually used in water purification and mm-hmm. has been for forever. I mean, silver is. I mean, if we go all the way back to you know putting a silver coin into your. You know. And it, uh, so I think.
1: In, it, you're breaking up a little bit, but I think uh, Doctor Smith was saying like a water picks, uh device right. to put some colloidal silver in.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. And if you have if you have the cannular tip, you can get colloidal silver down under the gum line.
2: Exactly. You, you know,
0: and if you have gum infection, colloidal silver uh, can help a great deal. As can blue light. Blue light kills the the germs associated with gum disease, and then the red light will speed up the healing of those tissues. So the the gums can actually. The, you know, that space can actually fill up and the guns can get healthier. So that's the that's the way to deal with those kinds of issues. Colloidal silver and then if you really want to do it, add in the blue and the red light.
2: So we have to have a water pick with uh, flashing diodes now.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well there are there are uh, there are toothbrushes that have uh, blue lights in them. And of course, you know ultraviolet, ultraviolet is going to have that sterilizing effect also, but typically people don't put UV uh, LEDs right. into things. Yeah,
2: yeah it'll get tanned gums. gums.
0: <laughs> you know, get you get your get right the
2: gums. <laughs> right. Yeah, right. So, uh, Phil, the, have you had any experience with the concept of of frequencies? I I mean, my gut feeling is that the the silver is working against pathogens because it, it gives off a, a specific frequency, and I forget the exact range, but I think that may be a factor in destroying the pathogens.
0: Well, it it may. That's kind of above my pay range there uh, because it's – now we're talking about a different level that that's a little bit harder to test for, but – as my understanding is that it's simply a matter of zapping, that this positive electrical charge on the ion uh, has an effect on the enzyme in microorganisms that enables them essentially to respirate, to breathe. And once you affect it, once you have an enzyme, then they die. So, And you also get the same effect from uh uh, parasite zapping or blood electrification. So I don't know if we've talked much about the zapper concept, but that goes hand in hand with colloidal silver.
2: Yeah, that's a uh, Bob Beck's uh, work from years ago.
0: Yeah, that's right, and he keyed off of research. At Einstein Medical College, right. in which, yeah, they essentially applied electrical current to blood, and were were able to show that they killed all these microorganisms in the blood. It was actually the the intent was to treat AIDS.
2: Yeah, it was only a forty thousand dollar procedure to put the electrodes in your blood vessels. When Bob Beck came out with his little device, and he could do it externally.
0: Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and and so that that's an, uh, another way of of achieving. Again, especially in blood, if you place the uh, zapper contacts, the electrodes, and you can't even feel it. It's microcurrent. You can't actually feel it unless you put your tongue on both electrodes. Um, but the microcurrent, as the blood passes, it disables these microorganisms. So so zapping is a, a very powerful technique uh, in conjunction with colloidal silvering. And you can place this current anywhere you like on the body. Um, the nice device that we sell the Terminator to Zapper is it not only works on contact, but it actually broadcasts a field. It creates a field that's beneficial. Yeah, when I well, do long we,
2: flights, we I find you. it to be effective, yeah. Before we go too
1: far, let's just finish up with coital silver. Let's talk about how mm-hmm. much you can take, let's start, how much you take for any condition, how much do you take before you turn blue, uh, because there's are just sure. the questions that come up sure. every day.
0: Yeah, exactly. Well, first of all, we could talk about a maintenance dose. So uh, for a healthy individual, uh, the way that I I've used colloidal silver for, you know, 50, I'm sorry, the last 20 years or so, is in the evening after I brush and floss my teeth, I take a mouthful or half a mouthful of colloidal silver and I hold it in my mouth and I swish it around my gums and everything, just hold it, as I said before, to get this absorbed, and then I swallow that. So number 1 I'm killing pathogens in my mouth I'm getting colloidal silver into my blood and the, the tissues and then swallowing it it is going into the the stomach and the esophagus and there's some linkage between the bacteria in the mouth and ulcers so I think you're you're sort of helping in that situation also so that's my daily routine and then if I feel challenged in some way, let's say that I feel like I got food poisoning, I feel like I'm going to throw up, uh, I might drink a glass of it. I might drink 8 ounces or 16 ounces. I I wouldn't hesitate to drink as much as I felt like drinking. There's There's no harm short-term, and I don't even think in long-term really, but there's no real harm short-term in taking a lot of colloidal silver. And this gets to the one of the reasons main reasons for having your own generator at home is that if you went to the store and bought colloidal silver and you you went to drink 8 ounces of it you might be costing you $20 whereas when you make it yourself it costs you more like, you know, 80 cents or something like that. So that 's another reason, plus the fact is you know it 's fresh and active when you make it yourself, but at any rate, you can drink again as as much as you need, and it depends on the condition now one of the one of the issues as I started to talk about before is where does the where do these ions and particles go? how far do they travel uh, in the body so obviously if you if you 're drinking colloidal silver it's going to come into contact with stomach acid and this and that. So one trick for getting it farther down in the system, for instance, like bladder issues, uh, would be to, to first take some baking soda. Make a, take a glass of water, a few ounces of water, mix it in a few teaspoons of baking soda, and drink that, and that should make you burp. Um, and, and once once you've done that, after a few minutes... Then drink a glass of colloidal silver. It has you'll get a lot down into that that whole tract. It'll go down into the, the kidneys and into the bladder. Um, how much again, as far as I'm concerned, too much is never enough with colloidal silver. The only problem with colloidal silver is not using it or not using enough of it. So and as you were saying before, as far as the dangers of colloidal silver, the chance of turning blue, if if it really was a problem at this point, after the hundreds of thousands, probably millions of people who have already used colloidal silver, and and so many thousands and thousands of people who use it on a regular basis, if there were any problems, we would have seen an epidemic at this point.
2: Phil, I had a quick question. If you make it up fresh... What's the shelf life? Could you leave it in the jar yeah. for a day or two? or?
0: Yeah. Oh, you can leave it in there for years. I've, I've got gallons of colloidal silver that I made back during the, um, the Ebola scare. And mm-hmm. I just made a bunch of colloidal silver and put it in my garage in clear gallon jars. And every once in a while I go out and check the strength with the meter. And as a matter of fact, I've even seen it rise a little bit. So whereas I, when I put it in there at 12, some of it's now at 14, and I don't even, I can't even explain that. But yeah, it keeps for for a very long time as long as you keep it in below freezing and and you know above I'm sorry above freezing, and you don't want to get it real hot. You don't really want it much above 100 degrees. But if you keep it at room temperature, again, it's it's best to keep it away from life, but honestly, you don't even really need to keep it away from life.
2: So any precautions, like when you're taking it, you should keep it away from any other substances or just take it, you know, independently for and keep it clear for 10 minutes or so after you drink it?
0: I, I, I don't know of any real restrictions mm-hmm. like that. I, I, they may... I I think just take it and keep taking it and don't stop until you feel better. I mean that's basically it. It sounds flippant, but honestly, you can't. There, there's, there seems to be no downside. I mean theoretically, theoretically, yeah. if you drank enough, it, it would go down into your intestines and possibly kill the good bacteria in your intestine. So. If if you actually drank enough, then you could get the runs, but that doesn't seem to happen. So, again, you know, we don't have enough research. So, again, err on the side of too much. You can't you can't hurt yourself. The people, the few people, and we're talking about a handful of people who've ever had argyria were not using properly made colloidal silver. They were u- they were using salt. They were making it extremely strong. They were taking huge amounts of it. They were rubbing it on their skin. They did everything wrong that you can possibly do, and it took them a long time to turn blue.
1: Well, I, I think that's really good advice. I mean, you know, people are just so so uh, uh, afraid of silver because of what they say, but. I, you know, the research that i that I looked up says that over ninety nine percent is excreted from the body uh it's yeah. not like lead and mercury it's not toxic to humans and and I have not found it to be associated with any kinds of cancers or neurological damage or any effects mm-hmm. from chronic use other than getting uh you know, keeping you uh, uh germ free uh, as far as the vir- yeah. anti uh, viruses and so forth
0: yeah and it also it actually um helps antibiotics if you if you have to take an antibiotic it's a good idea to take colloidal silver concurrently take colloidal silver with the antibiotics and it actually seems to increase the effect of the antibiotics
1: yep it gets rid of what I, my research has shown so that that silver gets through that biofilm that these germs have yeah. uh, learned to uh uh to yeah. uh, protect themselves so yeah. I, I think yeah. that's all good advice, and and our, our listeners should know that you know some of the implants that they're getting and their joint implants are coated with silver.
0: Uh, oh, mm. Silver is used in right? bandages. It's been used in as burn treatment forever. No, it's it's a remarkable thing. I you know if I could just share an anecdote, a, a good friend of sure. mine here uh, has a uh, her husband uh, had a s- severe spinal injury, so he's a paraplegic and as a paraplegic he spends most of his time in bed and develops bed sores and these have become resistant they've tried every kind of antibiotic and he she, she came to me and said what can I do he's got this huge wound that's you know oozing this liquid Now we can't do anything about it the nurse can't do anything nobody has a solution so I said well you spray colloidal silver on it, and you use the blue light first to make sure that if there's any mrsa there, you're also killing that. And then you start with the red light. And it, in, in, a, in a couple, in a day or so, it stopped oozing, and then it began healing. And then, of course, the nurse is flabbergasted. And well, how come nobody? How come then nobody knows about this? Well, it's known. You don't want to know about this. You want to use drugs, so light and and silver and magnetic energy, electrical stimulation this is the medicine of the future, not antibiotics. I agree uh
1: Jerry, do you have any other questions about colloidal silver? I think you know basically i you know I have uh readers, not readers listeners that write me notes, and they use colloidal silver uh on their toothbrushes, they brush their teeth. They use it. They, they pour it into hand washes. They pour it into aloe and use it on their skin. I mean, it, it looks like the uses for it are just as uh, limited just by your imagination. What do you think, Phil?
2: Yeah, well, we, we put it in, actually in our toothpaste that we produce, uh, and it, it's miraculous when it comes to, you know, periodontal conditions, you know, for healing up the gums. But I <clears throat> clinically uh, use the... Um, uh, colloidal silver when i do surgery uh i flush out after i curette you know the granulation tissue and any disease uh, soft bone and so forth um, irrigate it out with the uh, silver and i get very little if any post operative pain or swelling it's amazing
0: Wow. well let me let me ask you a question then jerry Sure. Um, we were are talking a little bit about bladder infections and it it seems to me <clears throat> again if because it's difficult to get colloidal silver down there, what do you think about actually using a catheter and injecting colloidal silver directly into the bladder?
2: Well, yeah, you could do that, and then I'm sure if you put it topically and then beamed it in with a laser, you could direct it deeper into the tissues. You know, one of the problems with um, chronic infections is invariably underactive thyroid. And the other key condition that I'm finding, too, is a lot of the mercury leaking out of the fillings will set up for chronic bladder infections also.
0: That's interesting stuff. Yeah, and when you talk about thyroid, now you're leading into iodine, which I'm, I think most people are iodine deficient. And oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, Have you been listening
1: to this program for a year? Because we preach that all the time. <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah no, no, I'm big on it. When I started taking iodine, I was then able to eat gluten.
2: Yeah, well, your bottom line is when your thyroid's low, you get chronic inflammation. You're going to get gut, you know, leaky gut, and that's yeah. where you start to get the, the problem with the gluten. The unfortunate yeah. thing is the glyphosate and you know, that roundup crap that they use on the, yeah. uh, the wheat and all is what's creating headaches in people and, yeah. um, you know, gut inflammations and, and the darn yes. glycemic index of this genetically modified wheat is, is, you know, putting weight on people like, like they're painting it on.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah.
2: But well, but yeah, the product be... is a great, it's a great thing. I know when I travel, uh, I always take the, uh, ionic silver and, uh, you know, it's just like a first aid kit, you know, and it's simple. Yeah.
1: I'm in fact, uh, I'm leaving for Puerto Rico on Saturday, and I have my, uh, you know, I have my colloidal silver ready. It's going in my golf bag, and uh, we'll be ready to, to to rock and roll. Yeah. Uh, so
0: there's
1: a, you, you, there's, there's yeah. some colloidal generators out there uh, that are you know fifty bucks or less. Uh, what do you, what, do they work?
0: And What do you have to say about
1: that? Well,
0: well, first of all, bad colloidal silver is better than no colloidal silver at all, okay? So in, <laughs> in, in, an, in an emergency, if all you had was a silver coin or a piece of silver or, you know, ho- hopefully as pure as possible and a 9-volt battery, you could make colloidal silver. Now, and And again, I say, in an emergency, that would be a lot better than no colloidal silver at all. I wouldn't do that every day for years because you you know you're making larger particles, et cetera, et cetera. But having said that, there's all kinds of ways to make colloidal silver we We believe that the technique that we use gives you the finest possible colloidal silver with, again, extremely small, nano-sized particles. And, again, so it's kind of a question of how fine a point do you want to put on the pencil here? So, you know, you could get... Totally crazy, and and use you know triple distilled water and, and you know, things like that that nobody's going to do, yes. um, but and and it would be somewhat better, but if it's not a quantum leap. So again, the, even using a crude device, I would definitely recommend not to use salt. Any generator that tells you to use salt, I think, is making a mistake because that's the way that you get larger particles. One of the ways that you get it is with salt. You also don't want to make it too strong, but if you're gonna create your own simple circuit or buy a cheapo, I would highly recommend also getting a meter so that you can get a better sense of how strong the the solution is. Could uh you, our, yeah,
2: Phil could you uh, comment like on the parts per million? Now you said your unit makes between like ten and twelve. You know, you see some of these people have like twenty five parts per million. Is there any advantage of that?
0: Well, the, well, the advantage is obviously that you have more silver per ounce. However, as you increase the the strength, the particle size goes up. Right. So yeah. it, that's that's the problem that that you, you now have larger particles that you know are harder for the body to excrete, et cetera, et cetera. So. You could make an incredibly strong colloidal silver and use it topically. And, yeah, in that sense, topically, stronger theoretically would be better. But, again, it doesn't have to be terribly strong to work. So, right. you know, it's, again, one of these questions that how fine a point do you want to put on it. But but basically, we we believe that in the ballpark of 10 parts per million, which could mean – Five parts per million or 15 parts per million, anywhere in that range. First of all, your particle size should be safe and, and small, and you can take as much of it as you want. So, instead of trying to make it twice as strong, just drink twice as much of it. Drink Instead of taking an ounce of 20 parts per million, take two ounces of 10 parts per million.
2: Gotcha. So, here's so the Kerbal, Can you mix it with methylene blue?
1: Ah... <laughs>
0: Um probably i I don't see why not yeah, yeah methylene blue we're we're back to methylene blue that's the most one of the most amazing substances around that nobody seems to know about i I don't know how many people I've told about methylene blue. I told a doctor I was at the sauna the other day at the gym there was this nice uh young woman doctor who. Uh, you know, we started talking, and I mentioned methylene blue and toenail fungus and red light, and she, she said, what? She said, well, uh, they, we need to have research on that. And I said, yeah, there is research on it. Look at that. <laughs> <up." laughs>
1: well, you, you brought it to our attention a few months ago, and I've been going crazy with it. And uh, if my wife doesn't have it by in the morning, she, she feels she, she's not functioning properly. So why don't you talk a really? little bit about it because it's really interesting.
0: No. Um, yeah, well, methylene blue um, is a blue dye. You can find it at the pet store. It's used in fish tanks to control fungus. So, methylene blue uh, kills fungus. Uh, it was used during the Second World War in the Pacific for the Navy for malaria. They would give methylene blue to sailors. Uh, for malaria. Um, They would actually give them enough so that um, when they peed, it would turn green. And a lot of guys didn't like that. That scared them, but it it works. So uh, now we've, research indicates that methylene blue can not only prevent dementia, but seems to be therapeutic for dementia uh, based on the model of plaque, that that dementia and some other neurological conditions results from a buildup of plaque as the result of fungus working on sugars. So, again, methylene blue seems to clear this up and kill the fungus and on and on. There are prescription versions of methylene blue. There have been several iterations on it, but a lot of people who are Um, you know, using smart drugs and things like that, and myself, just go to the pet store and buy a bottle of methylene blue for five bucks, and you have enough there for yourself and probably your whole neighborhood for the rest of their lives. It's so concentrated. So I don't know how much...
2: Yeah, the dosage. What would you recommend uh, the dosage
0: on that? Honestly, I'm not sure, but I found that a drop seems to be sufficient, one drop of, of this... I think it's a 2% solution that you get from the pet store. Um, I've done more. I've done, you know, three or four drops and you start to feel the effects. It's sort of an altered state because it's, it's a, it's an MAO inhibitor. Uh, Methylene blue inhibits monamine oxidase. So, and there are antidepressants that are MAO inhibitors. So, When you take methylene blue, you're also getting an antidepressant effect by virtue of the MAO inhibition. Now, if you take enough of an MAO inhibitor, you'll start to feel altered. And, in fact, ayahuasca, the very popular psychedelic that people are now doing in little circles all over the place, (laughs) um, is actually basically a very strong MAO inhibitor Mixed with dimethyltryptamine and various other, uh, you know, chemicals. And, And so when you take methylene blue, again, you're taking an MAO inhibitor. So it has an antidepressant. So, it goes on and on. It's, it's it's a remarkable substance, and there doesn't seem to be any toxicity that I, I know about or anybody's reported. Again, this is kind of funny that we're talking about our gyria and turning blue from colloidal silver, and now we're actually talking about drinking a blue dye. <laughs> well, actually,
2: <laughs> so, we're talking about a, a ascorbic acid, if it's mixed in, it'll uh, bleach out the blue and still not a – Adversely affect the uh, methylene compound, right?
0: I don't know. That's interesting. I, I didn't know that. Yeah,
1: that, there's there's some articles on that, Phil. And mm-hmm. and yeah. uh, what it, it is it, it is an interesting uh, substance. I mean, I I uh, after I found out about it, I'm in, impressed with its mitochondrial uh, yeah. effect, how it reenergizes the mitochondria, and, and yeah. how it increases ATP. I mean. I mean, these are yeah. these are studies. One of them just last year at the University of Pennsylvania in Philadelphia, with pre and post MRIs <laughs> after methylene blue, and and not on huge doses. So I'm talking hundred microgram doses.
0: Uh, yeah. How much is your How much is your What How much is your We
1: take we a hundred micrograms a day. We both do that now.
0: You I mean, have a ten them?
1: milligram per cc that I got that is free of lead and arsenic that I know is, uh, is pharmaceutical grade, and I dilute uh-huh. one cc with 99 cc's of distilled water, and that's how I got my concentration.
0: There you go. Yeah, that'd be interesting. Um, I, I don't, honestly, I don't know enough about the actual dosing procedure. I'm sure you know a lot more than I
1: well, just, just from the research that you brought it up, I mean, I did dig into it, and when I saw the University of Pennsylvania using, uh, you know, M- an a enhanced MRI before methylene blue, and then what happened to the brain after uh, a month on methylene blue, it just lit up. The brain just yeah. functioned better.
0: Uh, so, and a I lot of it has to do
1: with improved mitochondrial function.
0: Yeah, no, it's it's an, an amazing thing, yeah. Yep, yeah. yep, yep.
2: All right so well as far as it, your LEDs it, real quickly you you're yeah. just talking about the blue and the red yeah. but are there any other beneficial colors that uh, enhance healing like green for example or
0: yeah the green and the yellow people seem to think is good for com- various complexion issues uh but the the main colors that uh People use the main wavelengths would be visible red <clears throat> our LED arrays tend to be uh, six hundred and sixty nanometer wavelength that 's a visible red um, but it doesn 't penetrate very far. it goes in an inch or two but uh, the near infrared we use eight hundred and fifty nanometer wavelength LEDs, and these are safe they 're not they 're not lasers these are leds so Uh, You can put them right on your skin and and use it for 5, 10, 15 minutes. Uh, But the near-infrared penetrates farther and has uh, better pain-relieving qualities. It has different effects on ATP and heat shock proteins and things like that. So when you have a sore joint um, or sore muscles, um, you're going to be better off using a near-infrared, which is invisible. You cannot see near-infrared light. Uh, the near, the visible red would be more for, again, surface phenomenon, cuts and bruises, infections, bites, burns, things like that. And one of the things that people, I've, I've said this before, and I keep telling people, go buy a, a $5 red laser pointer. You'd be amazed what you could do with that. Hmm. Um, you know, we sell these arrays that have a lot of light and cover a lot of area. And a a laser only covers a a very tiny point at any one time, but it's a lot of light. You can just move it around. You can sort of paint an area. But, like, for a tooth that's sore, take a red laser pointer and put it directly on a tooth and and shine the red light on the tooth directly, you know, light up the tooth for, you know, 30 seconds or a minute, and generally speaking, that'll calm a tooth down and actually kill those bacteria that are infecting the nerve. And a lot of times you can save a tooth like that. Uh, but for a burn or a cut, if you take the red the red light and put it on that, it'll, again, calm that down and take the pain away and speed up the healing. And then we we're talking a little bit about toenail fungus. And just taking a red laser pointer and, again, painting your toenail, whatever's infected, with the red light, that's a treatment. Um, you can go pay podiatrists $500 or $1,000, and they'll do this, but you can do it yourself with a red laser yeah. pointer. Now, you know, supposedly the methylene blue painted on the, toe, the toenail and around the toenail first increases the absorption of the red light. So there's that. So if you actually wanted to really do the full monte you would get some methylene blue and, and use that plus the red light. Uh, but I, I believe that actually just the red light itself will do that. And, you know, it takes a while for the nail to grow out clean, but it will happen. Um, I don't think you have to do that every day either. There's a lot of toenail fungus treatments that if you don't do it every day, it'll reinfect. But with the light, apparently, and this is according to the podiatrist, just one treatment is all you need.
2: Well
1: wow. Well can it can can the light grow hair?
0: Well they say it can, yeah. They're, they're you can buy we don't sell these but uh, there are football helmets with L- with hundreds and hundreds of LED lights in them, and with red light, and sometimes people use the for infrared. So yeah, it 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 can. I, I don't know that it's a guarantee. I don't know if it'll grow hair on a billiard ball, but uh, it does seem to work. There's there's good evidence that it does. Uh, help in many cases to do that the problem though is that you kind of have to be careful about light on the skull because it does penetrate and you will you know you'll increase blood flow which is a good thing especially if you've had a head injury uh, even sometimes with stroke light can be therapeutic uh, on the skull but it's a question of, you know, what wavelength you want to use. How, but, but there are actually effects. I mean, if you put a light on your head, a red light or near infrared on your head, you can start to make yourself feel tipsy. Wow.
1: Well, I uh, Phil, I... I- yeah, you know, five o'clock hours is uh, we, we can go. We're we're still being recorded in case uh, you know, our listeners want to uh, listen to this sh- uh, show and recommend it to their friends. We're st- it'll still be uh, archived uh, even though we're over the hour, uh, but it just goes by too quickly. Uh, we we need to have you back again. But before we uh, say say goodbye, I'd have to Jerry. Do you have any uh, questions that, that maybe we could uh, that we didn't cover with colloidal silver or LEDs or methylene blue for Phil?
2: Well, the only one I was reading recently about a new um, silver oxide that was Ag four O four that supposedly coats a water molecule that it gives uh, can absorb more electrons to be effective. I don't know if you've come across that at all.
0: I I, I have heard something about that. Um... I don't know. I, I'm sure there's all kinds of variations on the theme that some will work better than others, and who knows what's coming down the pike. But again, bottom line is, when you make your own colloidal silver properly and you take enough of it, it works.
2: Yeah, and it's not <laughs> so, going to kill you. So
0: it's not yeah. kill you. go for it. Hey, no.
2: and it's a known known entity, so I I, I like that. Right. I the
1: tried yeah. and true, and uh, no side effects, and uh, yeah. I mean. Uh, You know, all you need to do is uh, go out and get a colloidal silver generator. And uh, I can can attest to the Alexa's product. It is really easy. You just turn it on and, you know, and come back and it's
0: done. Yeah, you can't make a a bad batch. You know, you really can't make a bad batch. It will not not let you do that. And, again, you can easily make it stronger if you want for sprays. Uh, We actually have a kit for making an ointment with it. So you make strong colloidal silver, and then you mix it up with the, just a powder and a liquid, and you'll make a, a colloidal silver gel that will keep the silver in contact longer than just spraying it on. Well,
2: you know, it's interesting. I put it in my uh, water reserve uh, that I use for my high-speed drill, so the the water, I take distilled water, and I just add the uh, ionic silver to it, so when it runs through the lines, it keeps the lines nice and sterile.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yep.
2: They're using the CPAP machines too
1: now, Jerry. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They're recommending it because there's a lot of crevices. Uh, who knows? They yeah. may end up putting it on the endoscopes that are that are giving people a lot of uh, infections.
2: Huh.
1: Well, Phil,
2: so very informative.
1: Very, very, very. I mean, this is this is just great. Uh, we learn a lot. Our listeners uh, keep asking me about colloidal silver, and I guess uh, you know. Repetition is going to be the only way they're going to learn about it, so we're going to have to do this again. And uh, yes. I don't really have any other questions for you. I just want to thank you and uh, whatever you uh, – any any closing remarks. Uh, we should mention your your phone number and your site, please.
0: Yeah, so our, we have an 800 number, 800-766-4544. And of course, the website ElixA E L I X A com. Just go there, and if you have any questions that we don't answer, the website, shoot us an email or give us a call. Um, we're here to help you, and we have a money back return policy. And we the, the, our silver generator actually has a lifetime warranty. So if it ever doesn't work right we'll fix it or replace it but the good news is it doesn't we don't have any problems with it so that's why we can offer a lifetime warranty
1: so just just as a as aside we I a five percent of our listeners are in italy 13 percent in the philippines 2.5 hmm. or 6 in china and 1.21 percent in india uh, can you ship internationally
0: we ship almost everywhere on earth
1: okay I think that's important. I I was surprised when I saw the demographics today. Well, ladies and gentlemen, you have been listening to Phil Safer from Alexa, E-L-I-X-A. We've talked about colloidal silver. We talked about LED lights. We talked about methylene blue. I'm sure you're going to have a lot of questions about them. If you do, please, you can email me at docronradio, D-O-C-R-O-N-R-A-D-I-O, docronradio at gmail.com. You can look on our Facebook page, which is Dr. Ron Unfiltered, Uncensored. Uh, We will put links to this show so you can uh, come back and uh, listen to it again or tell your friends about it. Uh, If you're thinking about a colloidal silver generator, Elixa, E-L-I-X-A, just go to their website. Uh, Very personable. I think uh, uh, it's a family business here. I'm not sure. I think uh, you have your family in there because everybody's so kind and nice, (laughs) uh, Phil.
0: Thank you.
1: Yeah. So yeah really really great easy, easy site uh, to to negotiate and an easy purchase. And don't forget Dr. Jerry Smith's uh, e-book Alternative Treatments of Chronic Pain at icnr.com. Uh really informative and uh, you be a big help to people uh so you don't get hooked on opioids and you know there's there's options out there. And as Phil stated, as Jerry stated, and as we've stated on this program for the last three years, uh, a underactive thyroid and inflammation uh, is the probably the basis of a lot of the diseases we're seeing. So, Jerry, I'm good for the for Dr. Phil. Uh, yeah, you're good, right? Okay. Yeah, well, great we're going show. To... Thank you so much for sharing. Thank you, So you, uh, Hopefully, uh, you'll, you'll give us some time in the future, and we'll, we'll do this again.
0: Always a pleasure. Thank you so much.
1: Thank you. Have a great, great week. All right, Jerry, I'll see you uh, on the radio
2: Good next night. week. Okay. Good night. Good night, Take Mr. Care. Calabash, wherever you are.
1: <laughs> Dr. Ron and Dr. Ron have left the building. Thank you for listening to Rejuvenation Health Radio, here on livetalkradio.com. See you next week.
0: Ciao.